welcome, Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters, listeners and friends. You're most welcome to the talk show for talkers here on irishtalkers.com. I'm very glad to have your company for the next 20 minutes or so in the company of Mr. Paul Imani, he of the persuasion and other alliterative words. Thank you for <laughs> tuning in. Mr. James O. O'Finnigan. You see, I keep on doing it. There are just too many O's, you see, in Ireland. Anyway, so we have James and Paul, as always. Our email address is info at irishtalkers.com. Or you can leave a message on our Facebook page, The Talk Show for Talkers. And, of course, our website is irishtalkers.com, where you can find links to every single episode that we've ever done. So if you want to bin, then you know where to go. Right. What do we have in store for us today? Paul, what's happening around Toastmasters at the moment? Oh, well, people are renewing their membership. We're in the month of March. And this is a time of the year, halfway through the year. No, it's not halfway through the year. But at the, at the very end of March, people are invited, encouraged, seduced, into renewing their membership. And in fact, many, many people have renewed their membership already. So I think this is a, a terribly important activity. And it is uh, something that will be vexing, I imagine, many, many club treasurers who often are the people whose job it is to contact all the members and uh, give them good reasons for renewing. Now, of course, the club president will be interested in doing this, but I decided to do a little bit of research into why on earth some people are renewing their membership. And here's a little bit of the results of it. So I asked my car, the 2020 world champion of public speaking, Mike, why are you going to renew your membership in Toastmasters? And he said, and I quote, this is one of the biggest communities, biggest meaning, biggest in our lives. It always has been for me. That's honestly the biggest reason why I renew. I then decided, well, look, I'll ask David Fellow, Feloops, Feloos. Oh, I can't pronounce his name. The president of Excalibur Toastmasters and also a member of Firebirds Collective. David, why are you renewing? And he says, it's a great source of friendship, fun and learning. I thought, right, let's ask somebody from Ireland. Because David Falouse is in District 91, as well as in District U. And I asked Charles Malone, an area director in Ireland, and also a member of Tullamore Toastmasters and Blarney Toastmasters. Charles, what, what gets you to renew your membership? And Charles says, Toastmasters makes me a better person. I thought, wow, this is sounding attractive. Then I asked Andrew Bennett who is a speech champion in District 91 in the area of evaluation. He's an opera singer. He's a voice coach as well. And Andrew said, because our club is a joyful place to be and Toastmasters is the best intellectual workout of the week with active listening and learning. The best intellectual workout of the week with active listening and learning. 
Right. Well, I thought then I better get on to somebody else you might have heard of. What about Darren LaCroix, the world champion of uh, public speaking in 2001, I think. And uh, I said, Darren, why are you going to renew? And Darren said, sent me a message saying, new members don't see their own growth. New members don't see their own growth. As a fellow Toastmaster, a fellow club member, the best service we could do and increase retention is to point out other people's breakthroughs, other people's breakthroughs, other people's growth. And I think if they see that, they'll stick around, said Darren. Now I decided, look, let's ask another area director in Ireland. So I went to Carmel Turley, who's also a member in, is it Tullamore? No, I think she's definitely a member in Blarney. And uh, this is what Carmel says. It will transform your life in many surprising ways that you can't even fathom today. Surprise yourself. I thought then, well, look, let's go to one of the golfers. So I went to David Clinton, president of Toastmasters for Golf Club, an online club in District 71. David says, why he renews, why he is going to renew or may have already renewed already. It's one of the best things in life to bank on. Great learnings, wonderful shared experiences, friends for life. And I thought this is, uh, now look, you probably want a little bit more. So I went to somebody I don't know at all, Beth Ramsey, a distinguished Toastmaster. And here's what she said. Toastmasters is not a restaurant for you to sit back and say, serve me. What it is, is a big, beautiful, bountiful buffet. Big, beautiful, bountiful buffet that I tell people, please take your tray, go down that buffet and you be greedy, be greedy and take everything that possibly could help you grow, become better, challenge yourself. I think the moment that we allow ourselves to become complacent, that's the end. So to avoid, I guess, to avoid complacency, Beth is renewing. I got a couple more for you. I've got the vice president for public relations living in Germany. Dana Luschelders says why she is renewing. Because Toastmasters teaches me not just how to speak to people, but how to communicate with people. So there's a little, a little uh, digging into you. Do, I mean, you don't need me to persuade you to renew your membership, do you? Just uh, listen to all those people. And by the way, I cheated. I loan up. Some of those famous people like Darren LaCroix and some of the people like Beth and who else I mentioned, I got in an article in this month's Toastmaster magazine. They're all quoted there. I didn't actually get Darren and the others on the phone, but I did get David Falouse, Charles Malone, Andrew Bennett, Carmel Turley, David Clinton, and Dana Lou Shelders. I got them all via WhatsApp. I sent them a message saying, why are you going to renew? And that's what I got in 20 minutes before the show was recorded today. So, there's a great way to get publicity for your club, isn't it? If you want to persuade your members, ask them, why are you going to renew? And see what happens. Anyway, here's to an increase in renewals. 
Well done, Paul. That was very interesting. I really wanted you to have got in touch with Darren McCoy, etc. But there we are. I do understand the limitations of communication with these eminent beings. He might Mike have replied. I'd sent him a message. He but... I mean, he would have, and Mike Carr certainly would have done because he's very responsive. But anyway, do we have a word for this week? I have a word yeah. for the week. Yes. And I've got a little quiz question for James and yourself. So the word this week is renew. R-E-E-W. Renew. Now, before I explain what the word means or anything like that, I want to ask both of you to guess when did that word first enter the English language, as far as we know? So, James, the word renew, when did it enter the English language? Approximately. That's a very good question, Paul. I have absolutely no idea whatsoever. But I would imagine that at some stage someone would have to, uh, I don't know, swear allegiance to their liege lord again and maybe renew their vows. God alone, Mrs. Finnegan is waiting for me to renew our vows. But I said, no, caught once, never again. Okay, so you're saying, what are you saying, about the 11th century? Old English? Yeah. Okay, very good guess, though. Really, really excellent guess. All wrong, but still a good guess. Um, Moira, what, what's your guess, renew? Well, I've been trying to think of what the, the derivation would be, and I can't come up with a Latin or French word well mind you french possibly i would say a 11 no it's 1200 so 13th century well i tell you what you get the prize for being closest it's in the 14th <laughs> century oh and well now come on that we were pretty yes. good then yeah very very good very very good in the same century by the way as the word abandon as the word abbey as the word abomination, as the word acceptable. I won't go on because you can find this by doing research. But let me let me explain that the word renew is spelled R-E-N-E-W. And it's a really useful word because it can cover anything from repairing a piece of furniture, make it like new so you can renew some th- things in your house, you can uh, renew something by uh, reviving it, bringing it back to life. You can renew by rebuilding something. You can even renew by resuming something you used to say before. So there are quite a few words you can use it for. Renew, rejuvenate, regenerate, revitalize. So you can come back and when you're doing an evaluation of somebody in a club meeting and you can say, you're speaking with renewed fervor about the same topic you spoke about two weeks ago, or you're speaking with renewed and increased vigor, renewed, or I suggest you renew your vocal variety. So renew is the word, very useful little fresh word to use in the evaluation contests which are going on now it'll 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 separate you from the from the crowd won't it james would you have you ever been renewed as a matter of interest no i'm afraid not paul the same old fashioned grumpy fella i've always been though i do i do chirp up when i play with my grandchildren oh that's lovely that's up. so just renew your membership folks Renew your membership. So let's, uh, that's the end of the word of the week, uh, Moira. So where, I'm glad. Uh, 
I'm glad to hear this, Paul, because I was looking forward to renewing my acquaintanceship with speaking and not just speaking, but hearing about how we can improve our speaking skills. And James has something that he wants to share with us. Thank you, Moira. It's that time of the year again of ready camera action. The talk show for talkers is going to the Oscars. There is a pathway project that says that you have to compose a speech for a social occasion. What could be more social than picking up a little gold statuette? There's only been 3,140 given out, and you have a worldwide audience to impress. But do you give a run-of-the-mill type of acceptance speech, or do you give a touching acceptance speech, or do you go for that crazy, over-the-top speech that will get you headlines all over the world? You might be interested to know that when the actors and all the recipients stand up and say, I haven't prepared anything, that automatically sends the Toastmaster in me scatty, because you should always have something ready. Even those who are involved in that great film, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, there was someone behind the scenes starting a speech saying, I'd like to thank the Academy. You might be interested to know that the shortest speech in an Oscar acceptance was by Patty Duke and Anthony Quinn. They both used two words. No, not those two words, but the simple ones. Thank you. The longest speech was by Greer Garson, who won the Best Actress for Mrs. Minerva back in 1942. She spoke for six minutes, and that is why people are now restricted to 45 seconds before the orchestra starts up, and if you don't take that hint, they turn off the microphone. Many a Toastmaster meeting would have been much improved if there had been an orchestra handy or a microphone unplugged. The secret, friends and colleagues, is this. It's bad enough when the audience are looking at their watch, but when they are tapping it and shaking it, you know then you've gone over your seven minutes. Just be careful you don't get a slap around the face. There's been some wonderful speeches and there's been some horrors. Let me share some fragrant potpourri of all these different types of acceptance speech. We start, as always, with James Cameron, who picked up multiple awards for Titanic and declared himself at the top of his voice that he was king of the world, a direct steal from his own film in 1997. Gwyneth Paltrow went to the almost dehydrating level of crying when she picked up her Best Actress Award for Shakespeare in Love in 1998. The redoubtable Shirley MacLaine settled some scores with her acceptance speech, particularly with temperamental castmates calling out Deborah Winger when she received the award for Terms of Endearment in 1983. Very occasionally, people stray into the political arena, and that never ends well. Vanessa Redgrave, when she accepted her Best Supporting Actress speech for Julia, hopped into that minefield of the Middle East. Whereas Michael Moore, when he picked up his Best Documentary Award for Bowling for Columbine, criticised the Iraq War. Didn't go down well with the audience. Who could forget Roberto Bignimi, who clambered over the Rosa seats rather than going down the corridor to pick up his Best Actor Award? Who could forget Jack Palance in 1992 when he picked up the Best Supporting Actor for City Slippers? He went full macho by doing half a dozen one-arm push-ups, anything to, to save speaking. 
Julia Roberts was very complimentary. In fact, in her acceptance speech in 2001 for Aaron Brockovich, thanks literally anyone I've ever met in my whole life. I think that covers most events. There was a beautiful acceptance speech in 2021 for the best original score for the animated film Soul. Trent Rayner, Atticus Ross and John Bastel gave a wonderful quote saying that God gave us 12 notes, the same 12 notes that Duke Ellington, Bach and Nina Simone received. Even presenters need to be awake and aware. Who can forget 2017 when Warren Beatty had the simple task of presenting the Best Picture Award with Faye Dunaway. Unfortunately, he was given the Best Actress envelope, which he then promptly read out. And so La La Land, for some brief few minutes, was the anointed Best Picture category winner, until Moonlight suddenly realized that they should have won it. There are some that get excited. There are some that overindulge in Dutch courage. David Niven, when he received his Best Actor Award, got a few words out. He just stood up and said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm loaded. And everyone burst into laughter. He wisely then said, that's great. I'm going now. To finish up, let me say and let me recommend to all those who are accepting awards, not only at Oscars, but now as we come to the end of the Toastmaster year and for all the people in the competitions. I refer to you, the esteemed philosopher, Ricky Gervais who told nominees, don't use it as a platform to make a political speech or lecture people. Just come up, take your award, thank your agent and your God, and get off the stage. Because, ladies and gentlemen, fellow Toastmasters, accepting awards is the true epitome of the secret of great acting. It's sincerity. If you fake it, you've got it made. And get off before the orchestra starts or someone slaps you in the face. James, James, I have to say that you've inspired me. You've inspired me to think of a really good activity to do in that club meeting, which is to the uh, topics director or topics master invites uh, somebody to accept, announces that somebody's won an award. And each of the people, maybe there could be eight or 10 people in the award ceremony, and they each have 45 minutes to speak. 45 seconds, sorry. 45 <laughs> seconds. 45 <laughs> seconds to speak. And, um, and they are uh, muted after 45 seconds. Or there is somebody, maybe somebody who plays the guitar in the back of the meeting, who starts strumming the guitar um, when the person hits uh, 46 seconds. I, I think that would be great fun. And uh, what would be great fun, Paul, is to, to do the old uh, stage show idea of the guy standing at the side of the, the stage with a big hook and just reach out and drag them off. OK, look, you, you've got me I, there. I, you, I think you, on, on that on that arresting note, we should bring this episode of the Talk Show Talkers to a close. Thank you very much to James and Paul for edifying us over the past 20 odd minutes. We look forward to seeing you again next week. So bye from me, Moira O'Brien. And from Cork, Ireland, Paul Omani says thank you for listening. From Tralee in County Kerry, thank you very much for listening. Bye for now. Bye-bye.